Hi there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was brought to you by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund of the City of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your MC for tonight's episode of Undergrad. A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. The season finale of year one at Oakhurst College fell upon us. The AV Club found themselves in a series of tunnels under Oakhaven, and there they met a mysterious figure known only as the Pale Mare. He claimed he was an emissary of his god, the unknown being that seems to be behind all the strange ongoings at the campus. Through a series of unfortunate events, the group had to collectively fight off Dr. Egan in her darkest self in an attempt to save the captive Coffee Josh and Vice President Silvertree. After the epic showdown, Egan snapped to her senses and the group rescued the captives. At the surface, they met up with the chairman, who agreed to alter the memories of Coffee Josh and Vice President Silvertree. He also revealed a shocking revelation. The reason why the chairman has been able to survive for this long without the aid of a philosopher's stone has been because, like Cain, he made a tether, killing someone and placing a part of his soul within his walking stick. He insisted that he committed this evil act to follow his counterpart, the being the Pale Mare calls God, through the ages and stop him when his final plan comes to fruition. After a night of chaos, the AV Club left and found themselves in their last day of school. They shared their goodbyes, Zach leaving for a music tour with the Hive, Evelyn staying on campus for the summer, Dr. Egan and Jeremy on the rocks as he fears the powers that she possesses, and Iris and Kane were gifted by Jeeves, his Ireland cottage for the summer for a much-needed break. And as our group parted ways for the first time, the academic year of 1990-1991 came to an end. Let's see what romance, danger, and mystery await in year two at Oakhurst College on Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Chapter 33, The Other Club. Our camera opens up on a dark room. The marble and beautiful inlay of everything seemingly is makes everyone sitting in it seem very small by comparison. This long table stretches out across this dark room where the shades have been pulled. Figures sit around a dark table. Only the glistenings of their eyes can be seen. As they sit there with the fire burning and a large clock ticking, we hear stumbling and a door cracking open, just letting in just enough light as a figure in a trench coat walks in the room. 
hey, I, uh, I, I got the, the, the stuff that you're looking for. He says to the main figure, kind of at the apex of the head of this table, sitting with the fire, casting a silhouette behind him. A, in shape, what seems to be male, leaning back in a chair. And as this person in the trench coat walks in and kind of slips on the, the puddle of rain they brought with them, they walk over and they pile all of this down, these dossiers on the table. And they say, so uh, this is everything that you look for. Let me see here. You got uh, Greenwood, Iris, throws it on the table. Um, Kaufman, Kane, uh, Egan, Elizabeth, and pulls out everyone's name, all five of you. These dossiers are scattered out before this figure, and he goes, uh, so anything else? He just kind of sits there, tapping his fingers on the table and goes, well, this, this is excellent. Good work. Oh, oh, uh, I think I'm, I'm most generous that you accepted our uh, work. I, I know that you, of course, have access to, to, to many uh, people such as myself, so I, I really do thank you for the opportunity. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> He's going to reach into his pocket and pull out just a wad of hundreds and go, this is enough, I presume? Uh, yeah, that's that, that that's more than enough. You know what? You don't even have to count it. <laughs> okay, um, I I'm, I'm at your service, sir. Whatever you need is next. You know who to call. Okay, for all your PI needs. Yes, thank you. Send in the others on your way out, if you will. Yes, 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 sir. Are trench coat figure gives you a really low bow i was scraping his nose off the ground oh wow that's a nice marble floor that's really nice okay anyways uh you 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 have a good day so I'll, I'll i'll tell the others to come in and he leaves through the door and this massive probably like 15 foot door slams shut again and you hear his pitter patter behind him and one of the figures across from our main figure in the table goes so do we think that it is time now well we have what we need now we do what any good hunters do. We lay the bait and spring the trap. Yes, but can we be certain, says another figure with long hair kind of going down her shoulders looking at the main figure. Well, they were at every single event that happened last year. Every disappearance, every murder, they were there. I'm certain. If they're not useful, at least they'll be entertaining yes but what if they don't take the bait says the last figure to the main figure's right of the table oh oh my dear thomas i'll make them offers they can't refuse we have everything we need i think that i can speak for all of us when i say we trust you above all others and i appreciate you all for your Loyalty. Well, do you think it's time? Shall we lay our bait for our unsuspecting other club? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you see the figure who's sitting the most, uh, the kind of directly opposite of our main figure, snap her fingers and her hand comes into the light and you see very old liver spotted hands with long fingernails and they snap. And the other two kind of slide their chairs out and stand up and she goes, Come with me. We have work to do. 
and she kind of really slowly shuffles her slippered feet out the door as the other two leave. And the figure that uh, our character referred to as Thomas turns and says, Oh, by the way, Bo, they're ready for you now. Uh, let me let them in. Cornibus taurum eoculus, Thomas. Enjoy yourself. Cornibus taurum eoculus. Cornibus taurum eoculus from out the door and as our figure leaves the, the two doors swing open wide and <laughs> what you see is what can only be described as a harem enter um, a bunch of naked men and women come in some are in like some are in furry costumes some are in like beaded underwear some aren't wearing any clothes and you see that they're all coming in with these beautiful vintage um, red wines and they all kind of gather around our main figure, and as he opens his arms, they all kind of run their hands around him, and as they're all descending into ecstatic wine bliss, our camera fades away. Damn. Holy shit. And welcome back, everybody, to Undergrad Monster Hearts Tale, brought to you by the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast and Tall Tale Theater Collective. How is everyone doing tonight? Oh, just Jesus, Jelly Bean. Drink some wine. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the beginning of season two Ooh. of Monster Hearts. We made we it to second year. We did. Yes, we did. I we can't believe it. second year, right? I know, yeah. it's incredible. <laughs> so we're very excited to get started. Now, I'm sure that you're wondering, uh, who the heck was that that I heard in the uh, intro there with Eric? And don't worry, we will get to that in a brief moment. But before I introduce our special guest tonight, I do just want to touch base with our characters. So when they finished their last year, they got to do some uh, kind of end of season in bonus ups that Monster Hearts builds, builds into it. So let's go to everyone and see what they have ultimately chosen. So they can do things like rewrite their sex move, they could rewrite their darkest self. Um, if they don't want to do any of that, I did give them the option to bump up one of their stats plus one if they wanted to go that route. So uh, why don't we start with you, Avery? What do you do? I, I really like the way everything's set up for my character sheet, so I kind of just chose to take a plus one bump up. And since Kane seems to get into a lot of fist fights. Oh, actually, <laughs> let, let me retract that. Um, he, he's bringing in, he got into a lot of fist fights before, but now he's got, he's trying to bring in a new vibe for the new year. So I decided to bump up my cold uh, to a zero instead of a negative one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. Thank you. Um, Carla, what about you? Uh, I took the um, two growing up moves and I took... Um, um, make others feel beautiful and intervene against violence. Okay, so kind of expanding your move options in that sense. Yeah, you know, Iris can only do so much to help, so I thought it would be helpful to take some more moves. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what about you, Kim? Well, like Kane, I am pretty uh, satisfied with all my moves and everything, so I also decided to bump up one of my stats, and I chose Hot. So now, I'm now at three yeah. hot. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. Okay, maxing out the hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steph, what about you? So I chose to rewrite part of my darkest self. Um, Evelyn's been working a lot of long shifts in the library over the summer, a time to think about the school year, especially the last semester and how she kind of handled things. And so I decided to write part of her, rewrite part of her darkest self so that she can hopefully learn some lessons <laughs> from what she's done. Um, 
So basically, for her to get out of her darkest self, um, she's either going to have to acknowledge that she caused the situation that she's in and admit to her mistakes, or she has to basically understand the perspective of someone else, the person who caused the situation. Okay, cool, cool, very cool. Very mature of you, Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Zephyr, what about you? All right. Uh, so Zach um, also rewrote his uh, his darkest self. He spent um, the whole summer with his uh, his really crappy stepdad, and uh, he's not in the best place, especially where he left off with the group. Uh, so I've kind of written that to sort of um, sort of reflect that. <laughs> okay. So when Zach goes darkest self, his mind is thus. People fucking suck. It's only a matter of time before everyone either betrays your trust or leaves you altogether. You alone have the power to stop that. When you enter your darkest self, remove every string on every NPC that you have a string on, and you assume full autonomy of their uh, faculties for the duration. You know their location, their emotions, their very thoughts and actions they take. You escape your darkest self when someone proves that they care about you as an individual or when you do something that results in someone being seriously hurt or killed under your control. Ooh. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, okay. Wow. And now I want to take the time to introduce our, I believe it's th- fourth NPC. Mm-hmm. At this point, we've had uh, three others, so give please give a warm welcome to Owen. 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 Yeah. Glad to join you guys. This is insane. Um, yeah, I'm Owen, and I'll be playing a very special character for the premiere of season two of Undergrad. Super excited. Yeah. Freaking good. Yeah. yeah. As to who, who, as to who or whom Owen is playing, you'll just have to see how that plays out. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. We want to keep that a bit of a surprise for people at home. But yes, um, Owen, why don't you just uh, let people know just a bit about yourself in terms of like how long you've been playing these kind of games and stuff like that, and that you run your own as well. Sure, yeah. Um, I've been playing these games for ooh, almost two years now, and I'm just finishing up a year-long campaign, my first ever Dungeons & Dragons one, so that is... Super fun. Oh, I'm pumped nice. to be playing Monster Hearts for the first time ever. So <laughs> excited to see what uh, what chaos comes our way. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like you're bringing the chaos to us, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Your first D&D campaign is always a special one, man. Like, that's going to feel it'll forever be in your heart. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm like, Aww. I don't want to think about it ending. It's just, oh. Yes, welcome <laughs> into Oakhurst. Welcome mm. to the 90s. A very different so, scene. <laughs> yes, yes, a very different vibe. So I guess on that, uh, I've had enough of fucking 2021. Let's go, let's go back to the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else with me? Amen. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's, let's get it. the fuck fun, out of here. Fun fact, I was never alive during the 90s, so I have no clue what the fuck you guys are talking <laughs> oh about. Oh my god. 2000. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. So this is uncharted territory. That just made me feel so fucking old. I know. <laughs> I was like, mm, should I say it? Yeah, I gotta. Oh my God. And I realize I'm wow. glaring at all of you right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't. All right, so I guess on that, let's uh, then, then welcome to the 90s, Owen. Hopefully this is a little bit. There we go. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Thank you.
Our camera opens back up on a bustling campus. It has been quiet for some time. Obviously, it's been about four months uh, since the school season has wound down. Uh, summer school, you know, it happens a little bit in Oakhurst, but it's it, obviously the, it's the population around Oak Haven and Oakhurst, you know, quintuples in September. And everyone is flooding in. Um... Each of you have been, you know, there for a different time. Like, I know Egan and Evelyn, you've both been there over the summer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but, <laughs> Evelyn, with as much at work as everyone has to do at the library, uh, you and Maddie have been working, like, 12-hour shifts almost every single day. Oh, wow. So it's it's <laughs> been a lot. It's just been... and But I will say is you've actually saved up a considerable amount of money. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. so you, you, you have that hiding wherever you wish to have it in your room or wherever, but you do have some money hidden away now. Nice. So I'm going to say that you have about $2,500. Oh, my God. Yes. Woo. Move to the tree trunks. <laughs> <laughs> so you have some money. You, you and Maddie have kind of been working the whole time. Miss Parr has been passed out most of the summer because that's when she drinks the most. Oh, so she, she's been like really treating herself. Um, Egan, you and Evelyn haven't really crossed paths a whole lot. Mm -hmm. you, you've been obviously working pretty intensely. Yeah, and I'm in my lab all like almost full time. Exactly. So we're actually going to cut to more some stuff in a bit, uh, Egan, to see how, how you've uh, come. Okay. Zach, you have been obviously away from campus, so I'm going to say that just because of the way that this year's schedule has worked out, you actually arrived back on campus, I'll say the evening before the first day of classes. So this is your kind of, you, you got there late and now you're up and it's the first day of classes. Okay, sounds about right for Zach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like as soon as you got back, uh, Travis was like, so man, shall we do our tradition? And he pulls out even more joints than he did in year one when you were driving there. This is tradition? Dude, this is like a Tuesday night, man. <laughs> man, what a crazy summer, dude. I'm glad we got to play some music, but sorry, man. Sorry you had to be at home with your stepdad. I know he kind of blows. Yeah, crazy is a word for it. Fuck, man. Well, hey, you know what? You're back here, and aren't you excited to see some of your friends? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I'm excited. That's also a word for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's cool, man. You kind of got that other club you hang out with, and, like, you know, it's cool with us, right? Hey, guys, um, so I've kind of moved on from the whole origami thing, and I'm trying something else. I'm trying 3D miniature painting. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> but, like, what? <laughs> well, here, look it. And he shows you this, like, six-inch miniature that he's been painting of this, like, really intense castle. And, like, it just has, like, the most beautiful pastel colors. Wow. How long did this shit take you, man? Uh, the, the whole drive, man. I spilled some crazy glue in the back, by the way. Oh, that's that smell. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we've been all getting high off of oh, this Oh, you know what, man? <laughs> if you've contributed to my fucking buzz, I think we're off to a good start this year, man. Yes. And, wow. <laughs> and as you all exit your car, Alexis looks back and she goes, uh, hey, it's, uh, it's nice to be back, man. I know I didn't get to see you a whole lot in the summer, so... Um, yeah, I mean, why don't, we, uh, why don't we make the most of this year? I'd like that. And uh, we really got to have another five-way sometime. That was wicked. <laughs> Dude, <What? laughs> yeah. You know what? I think we should try to double that by the end. Oh, a 10-way? I don't even know where to begin, literally. I don't even know where to begin. Hey, man, those frat people are, like, on about sharing. What? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I'll catch you later, Tiger. All right, see ya.
the lion thing, lady. Uh, <laughs> I, we'll, we'll workshop. She punches you in the arm before she leaves and she walks away. <laughs> and Zach, you wake up in the, the trunks, which is, again, it's, you know, the most plain place. It's not even worth exploring. It's just a, a room that looks like a room. They're not, it's not clean. It's not dirty. It's not ugly. It's not pretty. It's really just right down the middle. It's serviceable in all facets. And you know that you have a very important class coming up, Zach, way back when. Uh, during the Halloween party, <laughs> when everything went to shit, you technically were crowned winners of the costume contest with your hey, Scooby Doo outfits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'll take a I'll take a Jeeves um, default ending over over a, a costume party. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know what I'll even say Jeeves went and, and insisted. It, well, no, I, he, he did win, and I I do believe that he deserves the prize. And the dean was like, "Yeah, fine, fuck it, whatever." So you are now in the sleep, music for sleep therapy class. So you know that they want you there at about 10 a.m. sharp because uh, they want to get people as they've kind of woken up from sleep to go back into them and get the most accurate results. That's when the most brain activity happens. So they want people to be then. So um, are you going to get up and go to class? Uh, uh, yeah, it's about music. So, so Zach is uh, pretty pretty passionate about that. He'll uh, He'll try to be there early, which means that he won't be 15 minutes late. <laughs> are you are you bringing your blue flame guitar, Zach? Um, yes, yes, he is. That thing rocks, and everybody needs to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, uh, we're gonna cut as you leave your dorm and exit out, and we're gonna cut to Iris and Kane. Iris and Kane, you just caught the last red eye play to get here. <laughs> Sounds about right. From Ireland. <laughs> you stay as long as you could in Ireland, and you've just reached Oakhurst in the morning when classes are beginning. I nice. imagine that on our way, like getting on the plane while still in Ireland, like we just like toppled out of the janitor's closet, pulling up our pants, yep, yep. and we're just trying to get there as quick as possible. Hurry up, Kane! I'm coming! Again. Oh, come on, come on. Buckle faster. Buckle <laughs> faster. I'm coming. <laughs> now, Kane, we mentioned last time we left you, you and Iris uh, were going to do a little bit of a uh, clothes shopping for you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Could you describe to the audience what you're now wearing as opposed to your old attire? Yeah, so the things oh. that stayed, the sunglasses, That's that's become a very... Uh, important part of Kane's identity, um, except instead of the classic biker aviator look he has going on now, he has this thick framed circular sunglasses. His hair is short and uh, frosted tips, uh, frosted white on the top. Oh my God. He is wearing a complete uh, like flannel sweatsuit that is bright turquoise and purple colors and he's also wearing a sparkling clean white pair of sneakers that are his new obsession as well oh my god that oh is disgusting god. they are literally like the most colorful couple now ever with iris in her overalls and kane yes. like this this is your influence iris yeah <laughs> kane wanted to have a fresh start and that, the best way he thought he could do that is by kind of shedding his old skin and stepping into something completely new so hopefully this uh this outfit and this new cane will make him happier in the end <laughs> i fucking love that so as you both scramble we we, we basically cut, cut to you all making your taxi and we basically cut to um as you pull up 
to Oakhurst. I feel like you're both probably like in mid makeout in the back of the taxi. <laughs> and the, the taxi driver, he's like, ah, excuse me, could you please stop making out in the back of my car? <laughs> and now, in, instead of the squeaking of leather that always follows him from his jacket, now it's just the scraping of flannel material together <laughs> since everything is made of that material. Oh my God. Or uh, what would that material be called? Is it called? That's uh, not flannel. No, it's, it's not um, flannel. Polyester, nylon. It's, yes, no, nylon. 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 Thank you. Oh, yeah. It's a complete nylon tracksuit. My my apologies. I feel like Iris like pulls away from Kane and like turns to the window and like wipes it off because it's like all like fogged up and she's like, oh my gosh, Kane, we're here. We're back. Is it I'm kinda nervous to see everybody. I'm afraid of what they might think of me. Hey. <laughs> she like grabs his hand. You're gonna be great. You look awesome and you feel better, right? You feel good in this new look. He kind of tugs at his seashell necklace that is underneath of his uh, nylon jacket. He says, you know what? Yeah, I do. I do. I just, it's going to be a hard transition for them. <laughs> and hey. I'm interested to see the comments. I think they're going to think you look great. Okay, you ready to do this, Sexy? Of course, Sexy. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, I miss the sheep already. She says as they're getting out. <laughs> As as you run out, you, <laughs> you 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 both don't hear this, but you were like, "Are you gonna pay me?" You know what? Just don't don't make out in the car. And he just drives away. <laughs> now, Iris, you you have on your shoes these little um sheep wool leg warmers that, as you spent time in Ireland, the sheep actually gifted you themselves. They came to you one night and they were like, "Please take our little gift." that we could give you. <laughs> you are so kind, Iris. Oh That's my terrifying. God, this is the best day ever. And she like grabs them and immediately puts them on. <laughs> so you, you, you've been kind of wearing them this whole time. And Even when they have sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like it's it causes like a really nice sensation for Kay, especially. Oh my God. It's soft, yeah. He won't admit it, but he definitely is into it. <laughs> so as soon as you pass the kind of brown stone archway of Oakhurst that opens up to the campus, you almost bump right in to Evelyn. <gasps> oh my I gosh! Was... Kane, hi! And she gives them both a hug. <gasps> Evelyn, oh, long time no see. Yeah, I know. Um, oh my God, Kane, you got a makeover. Wow, it's hmm. it's very colorful. It looks it, it looks good on you. <gasps> see, Kane, Thanks. I told you. Okay, one down. You, that actually makes me feel a lot better, Evelyn. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay, no problem. Um, how was your summer? <laughs> I feel like Kane's brain immediately flashbacks to just like every night going to town. So he's like <laughs> peaceful. It Quiet. was relax, <laughs> relaxing, right, Kane? Re relaxing. Yes, uh, oh, lots nice. of lots of uh, outdoor time. Mm -hmm. Oh, very yep. nice. How about you? What were you, what have you been doing? How's your uh, summer? Oh my god, I've been working in the library all summer, and it's been a lot. But you like books. I, I mean, yeah, but twelve-hour shifts—it's it's a lot. I mean, <gasps> you know, at least I had Maddie there, but. I had to keep stopping her from like sniffing and ripping out pages and it, uh, you know adding like babysitting duties onto librarian duties it, it <laughs> yeah it's exhausting wait you worked a 12 hour shift i'm tired after three 
Okay, but the real question is why is she sniffing papers and like ripping them? Is she okay? I, you know what? I've asked myself that so many times. Um, and I don't have an answer. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, I just try to be a supportive friend. It's cool that you guys are friends now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it, yeah. Excuse me, best <gasps> friend! And you see coming at a clip close to Evelyn is Maddie McFinn fan. She's balancing one coffee on, on each other and holding two scones in each of her, oh. in kind of in between two fingers. And she goes, here, I got you your regular and the blueberry scone that you asked for. Oh, thank you, Maddie. Oh, oh, are these the friends you've been telling me so much about? Uh, yeah, yeah, these are two of them. Um, Iris and Kane. Hi. Iris, wow, you have really nice eyes. <gasps> Thank you so much, Maddie. It's 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 great to meet you. Evelyn has said so many things about you. <laughs> I tend to make a very strong impression on people. Mm, very yes. Hey, you both have red hair. Isn't that cool? Right, Kane? That's cool, right? That's a good thing. Yeah, because we're like best friends. It's crazy. Yeah. And then she looks at Kane and she goes, Oh, nice uh nylon. It's, bro. it's the <laughs> it's the big thing, apparently, at least in Ireland. So Oh yeah, yeah. it's uh <laughs> It's a thing. Anyways, um, Evelyn, we gotta go because Miss Parr is. Uh, I heard she's a bit grumpy today because she's not completely drunk by nine a.m. because oh, of the students. No. So okay. we, we we gotta go. Okay. Um. Sorry, you guys. It was great to see you. Bye. Yeah, I gotta go. Okay. Have fun okay, with your yeah, books. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch up. Yeah, later. sounds good. Is it just me or does Maddie kind of seem like a paper sniffing asshole? Yeah, I didn't want to say it, so I was trying really hard to avoid saying mean things. Did I do an okay job? You know what? Actually, I should be focused on that too. New year, mm. new me. I take it back. I'll give Maddie another chance. Aw. And she like links arms with him as they like go to the treetop. She's like, you're growing so much. I'm so proud. And the bell strikes 10 as you two head over to the treetops. So as you do that, our camera's going to cut to Dr. Egan. Mm-hmm. We cut to you. You have been here as you say, you know, you always come in early, mm-hmm. right? Yes. This whole student business is probably more annoying than it is anything. Oh, um, that they're obviously. they're getting all up in your shit. Yeah, right? Like, come on. <laughs> um, you can hear, though, the echoings of Dean Don Dean. You can hear him standing uh, on the stage <laughs> in the quad going, and welcome, everyone, to another year, September 1991. We're so... And he kind of trails off as you start to focus. Mm-hmm. Egan, you've been working on High Vampiric this whole summer. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is, it's been a very productive summer. Oh. You've been able to learn essentially most of High Vampiric. There are a few collections of words or ancient runes that are a bit difficult for you to pin down because mm-hmm. it's such an old language. But you can usually deduce what it is from the surrounding words that you mm-hmm. know, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you probably have been translating things within your notebooks and stuff, right? Of course, yes. Of course, for posterity. Mm. And Egan, you are working hard away on this one particularly strange page. Mm. It's a page that seems to have the oldest runes in it that you, you can tell. Like, kind of as you date them, the ones that are rarer and older tend to be less frequent. And these ones are only used on this page. Egan, can you give me a plus dark roll, please? I can do that. (laughs) And it's a three. Oh my god. So, Egan, you're having this really hard time with this page. Mm -hmm. It's it's seeming so archaic, and you you have it, it, it's, um, 
you you know basically what you know now i'll kind of say what you do know you know that that one sample that remember it kind of worked and it didn't mm-hmm. work what you found out is that it only worked for a little bit of time because it was lacking power. Mm, so mm-hmm. essentially, you've realized that you've hit the threshold of where science and magic meet. Mm-hmm. This is where you've come to where no one could get the base cure mm-hmm. as precise as you could until now with scientific means. But mm-hmm. the cells, these antibodies of vampirism need a boost, a shock. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems that the that that spell that Abertok did it worked enough but it didn't have quite enough mojo mm. it was enough that you were able to confirm it but not enough power that it sustained it okay. right so that that's what you know for certain mm-hmm. and as you're doing these these computations in your head the one word that you pick up is um it seems to be that the the most surefire way to power this cure from from your what you're learning in high vampiric it, it it's it says like these very intense eclipses that only happen these kind of solar alignments that only happen like once in a thousand years mm. and it's got a lot of things that would be very hard for you to pin down but the one it says something something cattle something 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 cattle like yes cows uh it just says cattle <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that that's and, and, and that's what you're you're confused about. The other words aren't seeming to work in this kind of more modern high vampiric you're mm-hmm. learning. And, but you get cattle, and as that's happening, you hear a knock at your door. Okay, so I um I get up and I op- I go no I open the door. And you're looking at old Dusty. Morning, Doc. How's the work going? Dusty! Hello! Good, so good to see you. New year? Hard of work, I see. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just, uh, thought I'd stop by. One of your, uh, friends came in, then a little bubbly girl, short, handed me this note, wanted me to give it to you last night. Bubbly girl? Um, alright. Um, th- thank you. And I open up the note, and what does it say? You see that it says to Egan from Iris, and it's written in like the very kind of excited Iris handwriting. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, and uh, can I open it up further to see what it, what it says inside? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like um, you notice that old Dusty's still staring at you, smiling. Oh, uh, thank you, Dusty. Um, did you need anything else? Ah, just happy to help, Doc. Have a good one, eh? Hey, you too. Good to see you. Ta-da. <laughs> and she closes the door. Okay, you close the door and you see that it's an invitation. Mm. And it's written inside in golden pen. It says, basically it's a note from Iris saying, Dear Dr. Egan, would you be interested in coming with Kane and I and the rest of the gang to this? Love, Iris. And it's an invitation. And the invitation says something along the lines of, Tired of being killed at parties? <laughs> Tired of this being literally the most eerie and strange campus in the continental U.S.? Come to a brand new Welcome Mixer. Even though they were banned during Welcome Week, it's not Welcome Week anymore. Guaranteed to be the best party of the year with no one dead. That's a canopy guarantee. <laughs> huh. Interesting. 
And there's a little map at the bottom, and you see that there is a, you see the, the lake that is north of Oakhurst, and north of the lake, there's, it's marked X. And it's just facing this little, what looks like the sheer cliff, kind of facing the lake. And it says, old abandoned fishing hut, go here. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. So I kind of look at this, and I think it, it's it's sort of weird. And um, she's going to uh, she was she was working in her her little secret room, and her that's where she does her little experiment. So she kind of closes that up and makes sure that everything's locked up. And she's actually going to head back to the society and hopefully run into Iris uh, there to, so she can ask about this party thing. Yeah, can you give me a plus cold roll before <laughs> okay. you leave this room? <laughs> All right, this time, this time I got a 12, so I'm good with it. Hey. Okay, yeah. you walk out of your room and you swear you hear, like, something high-pitched. Like a, as you walk out, and then when you go back in, you see that the sound is gone. But you definitely heard it. So the the sound was coming from my office? Yes. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. And it's, so it's gone now, so I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's like the, the, the vent system or something like that. And she just closes the door, makes sure it's locked. Okay, yeah. So basically I would say, like, the, the difference between is if you were, like, a partial success, it would be like, did I hear that? But you're like, no, 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 no. Mm. That was a sound. So it was it was weird enough that it, that it would kind of alarm me, you mean? Definitely. Okay, okay, gotcha. I thought it was just, like, a little minor thing. Okay, so, so I go back in, and I'm trying to localize the sound. So I kind of listen with my super vampiric hearing. Can I localize it? Uh, well, it stopped now, so I'm going to say no. Okay. But but you know that when you got to the door, it was kind of within that first third of the room. Because mm, it sounded it okay. sounded kind of loud. What would be in that first third of the room? I have an idea of what my, my office looks like, but I, I don't know if it's the same as yours. <laughs> uh, well, why don't, why don't you describe what, what the room looks like? Okay, so the first third of the room, as you enter the door, there's a couple of filing cabinets, and over yep. the filing cabinets, there's a, a, a calendar. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You can look around there if you want. Okay, so I'm going to open up uh, filing cabinets and kind of look in each one to see if I can see anything. You don't find anything in the filing cabinets. Mm, okay. Not within them, no. Not within them, okay. No. Um, so I'm going to lift up my calendar to see if there's anything, like, underneath. Nothing underneath the calendar, either. Hmm. Um... She's pretty strong. She's going to kind of, like, move the, the filing cabinets away from the wall and kind of look behind them. You see a tiny little black microphone. Oh. Throw in on the back of your filing cabinet. So I immediately rip it off. And is it, uh, can I tell, like, where it might have come from? Is there a name on it? or I No, mean, like, nothing. No, Completely okay. blank. <sighs> And I throw it on the ground and stamp on it. It explodes a little bit. <laughs> a comical explosion happens yeah. on your foot. <laughs> I pick it up, though, and I'm going to stick it in my um, my, uh, my little fanny pack of holding because uh, I am I want to show the society. <laughs> okay. So, Egan, you head out into the student-filled quad, and you can, you see that the dean runs off chasing after somebody, and that's kind of where you are leaving the quad. You see him go, hey, wait, and he drops his mic and runs out, <laughs> and does, as yeah. you head towards the society. Okay. And our camera's going to fade from you there. 
Can you imagine a private investigator who put labels on his microphone being like, property of so-and-so, yeah. please return it found? <laughs> so... Kane and Iris, you make your way to the treetops and you enter and it just looks just as you left it. It's pristine. And at the front desk, shining shoes is, of course, Jeeves. Jeeves, Iris, like, Iris drops her bags of runs to him. Madam Iris. And he gives you a big hug, too. Kane, join the hug. Yeah, he, he jumps right in and he envelops you in his nylon jacket. Master Kane, I say I'm, I'm, I like the feeling of this new nylon. This is nice. It's a metaphor for how free I want my mind to be. <laughs> yes, I, well, that, that's that's good for you. Oh, and Madam Iris, I see that the sheep have been, been generous to you. You know that they gift these leg warmers? Uh, they've been, uh, they're quite little artisans amongst them, yes. I love them so much. I want to, like, bring some here. Can one of them live in the farm? Oh, no, I'm afraid it's too hot here. They, they need a good, clean, Irish, windy air, you see. Hmm. Have we missed anything good here? Well, actually, I do have something for you both. They just came in the uh, mail today, and he pulls out two cards and he gives it to you, and you see that it has your class schedules and things on it. Mm. Ugh, I basically mm -hmm. forgot that we come here to go to school. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I don't want to do work. Can we just, you know, saving the world is enough work. Or, sorry, not the world, the campus. Saving the campus is enough work, don't you think? I know, and it feels like the world, even though it's just the campus, but I guess we have class soon. What time is, Iris looks down her schedule, what time's her class at? So right now, it is about quarter to 11. You see that your class starts at 11.15, and it's wine not taught by the one, the only, Cicero. Yes. <laughs> Single name, that's intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> Professor Cicero, the one that taught Evelyn public speaking, is the same prof who's teaching wine not class. Oh, and okay. And uh, Kane, yours is not a class schedule, but it's a letter from Specs. Oh, Specs, who fuck. is your, yeah, your, your kind of rival on the film set. And it says, Dear Kane, I expect you to be on set by 11 o'clock. We need your help. And if everyone insists on you being the director, then you need to sign off on this because we need your ideas because we have the last shot to shoot that Mo had not written yet. So get your ass here by 11. Specs. I mean, Randall. God damn it. <laughs> God, even his writing sounds annoying. <laughs> I'm glad it's sticking, though. Yeah. The name Specs. <laughs> so back to the film really soon, I guess. I uh, I think I'm going to be a little bit late. I got to I gotta check on Peter first. <gasps> Her, Iris's heart just melts. She's like, I'll come up with you. I just want a few more minutes before this whole vacation and summer's over and school starts. We have made sure that you, all, all your animals were well fed, master and madam. Oh, I miss Bethany so much. Come on, let's go see our children. I mean, animals. Sorry. Sometimes I think of them as children, but I don't know if that's weird to you. I just as we're mind. as we're sprinting up the stairs, yeah. he's kind of calling. I'll be like, "No, I, I was thinking the same thing. Oh I thought it was gosh. weird. I wasn't gonna mention it." <laughs> so, how many fucking animals do you have? You walk into Kane's room, and how many animals are in there right now? For sure, a chicken. I know that. And yeah, there's Peter, otherwise known as uh, Prince Cluckington, the yes. last of a mighty <laughs> chicken dynasty. He, he, he's there. Two ferrets, I believe. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the ferrets could be there, too, if they want. And Bethany. Yep. Iris, have you named the ferret? Um, No, she would have asked them what their names were. 
Oh, okay. Um, so one of them goes, oh, I'm thunder. And the other goes, I'm lightning. <laughs> so you got thunder oh, and lightning, thunder the ferrets. And, and, and they will kind of flex and they go, don't get caught in the storm. <laughs> are they getting along? Are they getting along in the room? Yeah, like you see like thunder and lightning are like bouncing across your room. They've taken the liberty to destroy your couch, Kayan, throughout the summer oh, no. and kind of like burrow in it and, and they live there. So you see their kind of heads popping out like like whack-a-mole uh, th- th- throughout the couch and they're all very excited and, and Prince Cluckington goes, oh, it's so nice to see you both back. I was only you can hear this and, and Prince Cluckington goes to like peck your cheek, Kane. And yeah, uh, Beth the the flurby iris who you purchased the shape-shifting creature um goes up to you and it's like oh yeah you're back and it's taking the shape right now of a little uh white and orange snake wrapping around your arm iris turns and smiles to kane she's like okay it's kind of good to be home now yeah, I'm feeling the love in this room. Mm-hmm. I think you might just have to live in my room, though. I feel like these animals have kind of taken over yours. You know what? I'll pay for their rent. It's okay. It's a worthy investment. Yeah, a home, my home. And Fleur, um, Bethany the Flurby turns into an octopus and begins like swimming like an octopus in the air around you. <laughs> you both hear the clock tower chime 11. Oh, well, I guess that's summer vacation over with. Yeah, I, I better get to the film set. I don't want to keep Specs waiting more than a half hour. That's uh, that's my record is 30 minutes, so I want to keep it shorter than that. Okay, well, hey, good luck. And remember, you look good. Thanks. You do too, always. Hmm. I think I'm going to keep the leg warmers on for this wine class. Even though I haven't really drank much wine, I think it might bring me luck. Just make sure the wine doesn't stain. <gasps> wine stains? I'm sure they'll give you the lowdown in class. I, we, we should go. <laughs> okay, good luck. You too. So as you both head to your respective classes, our camera cuts to Evelyn. <laughs> Evelyn, you find yourself in the library. Uh, just a huge stack of books. Like you, there's been so many students coming in, coming out, asking for you know this book and that book. And you've been working overtime. And Evelyn, you see. Uh, a kind of across the way, a student comes in looking very nervous. They're looking very tired and stressed and, and nervous. And uh, they, they walk up to you, they go, Psst, hey, Psst, yeah, hey. Yes, are, okay, yeah, I heard you, what is it? Are you Evelyn Marie Wilson? Yes, I am. I would like to buy a little, you know, something, something. And he like winks. Uh, yeah, sure, here. Why don't we go around the corner here and, um, you know, find a place that's a little bit more private. Don't worry, Evelyn. I'll cover for you if you need to, girl. You oh. do your thing. Th- thanks, Maddie. Um, I just need to help this student, and I'll be back in like five minutes. Sisters for life. Now back the fuck off. She yells at one of the other students who tries to get close. Everyone waits their fucking turn. Uh, yeah, she turns back to the guy and she's like, "Okay, let's go." Okay, okay. Um, so listen, I I, I need something that's gonna help my, my 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 memory. Just just in terms of I just want to be able to like memorize the most I can, you know, so I can work the least amount. Oh, wait. Okay, um, this will help your memory, but you still need to put in the work. You realize that, right? Actually, how much do you have? I'm going to buy everything that you have on you right now for, what if I give you $550? What? Are are you serious? (laughs) 
Holy fuck. Yeah, like everything. I want every, I, I I don't know what they're called, but any sort of like, you know, good luck bags or like, you know, like miracle herbs you have, really anything. Um, People talk about your shit being like the primo shit, oh, okay? well, thank you. I'm glad to hear I've been getting good reviews, but um, okay, if I make this transaction with you, you're not like selling this to other students, right? This is solely for your consumption? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I... Yeah, you didn't convince me there. <laughs> hey, 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 how about this? How about this? I think we got off to a wrong start. All I'm saying is that if you know, if somebody else has your product, you know that I sold it to them. So, like, you know where to find me here. My name is Jerry. <laughs> <sighs> she looks at this card. She's like, look, if anyone's going to distribute this product, it's just going to be me. I'll give you what you want in terms of the memory potion, but sorry, I... You've got to understand that... I can't trust everyone. Okay, fine. How about this? $150 for all the memory stuff you have. That's it. And again, and again, if someone else is selling it, just ask for Jerry with the webbed feet. Everyone knows me. I have webbed feet. My name's Jerry. There's okay. no other person that fits that description on campus. <laughs> fine. Look, Jerry with the webbed feet. I will sell you the memory potions, <laughs> but if I find out that you have been selling them to anyone else... You will be not be getting a single other thing from me, so don't even bother coming to me to ask me for anything else if I find out that you've been selling any of this to anyone. And honestly, I'm more afraid of what Maddie will do if I try to double-cross you. You just hear like, YOU FUCKING ASSHOLE! I SAID BACK UP! Yeah, that's that's good. You should be afraid of her. So, yeah, okay. okay, I we've we've got a deal? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Um, and... She pulls out 10 memory potions. So there are these blue liquids and these really small vials. And she hands 10 of them to him. He hands you the 150. Evelyn, can you please give me a plus cold roll? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not off to a good start. That's a five. <laughs> Yay. Wow. I've got minus one cold. <laughs> There's so much noise happening that you hear nothing. And the guy goes, okay, great. Thanks so much. And he runs off. And almost the moment he leaves, you hear a bunch of running noises. And you hear from the back, Maddie go, hey, you can't run in here. And you see somebody running and they're running really fast and, and they're holding this old book. And in chasing them is this somebody with jet black hair parted down the center and a torn fleece and rat bite marks on his corduroys is running behind this person shouting for them to stop. Ugh, that's my book! Someone help me get my book back! Fucking <laughs> book is stupid! I, I hate Jane Austen! And this person... Oh this person God. kind of pushes you out of the way, um, Evelyn, and you see this person stand up holding this old book and he rips it in half and throws it on the ground and goes, you suck, nerd! And oh spits on the book and runs away and disappears into the shelves. And this person with this parted black hair kind of drops and starts to assemble the book. Oh, shite. There goes me Jane Austen book. Evelyn's gonna try to help. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I can't believe he did that. Um, here, let me take that and I'll see if we can repair it. R repair it? Oh, you you do that for me? I I mean I can check. That, no one's ever offered to repair a book for me. That oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Thank you. My my name's Jeremy. Oh, um, nice to meet you. I'm Evelyn. I'm one of the library workers here. Oh, 
She must know a lot about Jane Austen, then. Oh, yeah, I mean, she's one of my favorite authors, so I know quite a bit about her. Oh, then I have some books for you. And he takes out a little, like, piece of paper uh, from his pocket, um, just scribbles on it, and then hands it to Evelyn and goes, I think you'll find these very enlightening. Oh, um, thank you. And, yeah, she looks at the paper. You know, Evelyn. Yeah? Why don't you keep that, Jane Austen? I, you know, never really needed it anyway. Just, uh... Another book for the library, huh? Oh, yeah, but are, are you sure? I mean, oh, I can fine. see about fixing it for you. So that old thing anyway. Oh, okay. okay. Um, well, thank you. Oh, have a good one, eh? Um, yeah, yeah. You too, Jeremy. And as this figure walks away, you get a good look at this book, Evelyn. You realize that it is a first edition <gasps> of Pride and Prejudice. Oh my god. <laughs> and you see it even has Jane Austen's signature on the back cover. Side copy. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, she... Her heart is just like pounding when she sees this. Um, and she's gonna... Yeah, she's gonna put it in her uh, bag and see about... Yeah, if there's any way that they can repair it or if she can find someone who would know how to repair old books. Yeah, so as you go to put it in your bag, you're holding in your other hand that book list that he gave you, and you mm -hmm. realize that when you turn, you kind of get in the path of a lamp, and it casts some light through the paper, and you realize that there's writing on the back of the paper. Okay, yeah, so she flips the paper over. And you see in golden writing something that says a little something like this. Tired of being killed at parties? Tired of this literally being the most eerie and strange campus in the continental U.S.? Come to a brand new welcome mixer. Don't worry, they've been banned during welcome week, but it's not welcome week anymore. Guaranteed with the best party of the year with no one dead. That's a canopy guarantee. Nice. And of course, you see that map that says to the old abandoned fishing hut north of the lake. It says meet here. Okay, yeah. And it says that tonight is the night. Tonight's the party. Okay. Um, Evelyn's a little bit weary of the note, but she notes the location and the time in her head and puts it in her backpack. And you catch one more thing, Evelyn. It says, P.S. Wear a toga. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Evelyn's eyebrows kind of go up when she reads that. She's like... I didn't realize there was going to be theme dressing, she thinks to herself. And, um, yeah, she puts the note in her bag. Okay. Egan, you saw the same thing about the toga, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you get back, you see that Maddie has successfully subdued the crowd, and she goes, oh, new book? That's nice. Back up. I swear I will break your pinky and shove it through your nose. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, what? Uh, wow. Yeah, um, you know what? We got it all sorted out. Um... Do you mind if I just give this book a little? Uh, <laughs> you, you know what? How about not right now, Maddie? Um, but it's a first to Is that the signature of who? Please let me smell it. Please, please. No, please, no, Maddie, please. Maddie. No, no. Oh Look, I, I'm Jesus. sorry, but uh, the, the book, it's it's been damaged. It needs to be repaired. Um, maybe, maybe later. But thank you for all the crowd control. Do you need some help here? Why don't I help you deal with all these uh, students? Oh, it's okay. I know judo. I will mess them up. And like half the crew kind of takes a step back from her fear. 
But how about this? How about we make a friend project of fixing your book? Oh, sure. I mean, do you have experience with repairing old books? Oh, I have experience with old books, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? How about I, I get some books about fixing books, and I'll bring them to your uh, apartment, or I'll bring them to your, you know, the shithole that you call home oh, someday within the next week, and, and, and we can hang out. How about that? Um, okay, thank you. Yay, thank you, best friend. Okay, I'll handle the group, but can you look at some of the returns? They're piling up in the corner. And Evelyn, when you go to take a look at the returns, you get a great look of the quad outside. And you see Dean, Don, Dean outside addressing the group. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Don Dean, your favorite person, gets up and goes, Hello, everyone, to a brand new year, 1991 at Oakhurst. We are just so happy to have you all here. I do just want to remind everyone that there are no more parties allowed on campus for during welcome week for <laughs> obvious reasons and uh, I do have to make sure that we ban those white Jabberwocky masks because uh, apparently people have been running around in the summer calling themselves the Bob crew and they've been wearing these white masks and causing all sorts of trouble so please please don't do that because I've been informed by my superiors that they will not take another failure from me so please 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 don't <laughs> as he's talking you see a group of it, it looks like a group of like seniors running in with the Jabberwocky mask, spraying everyone with like a gun foam. They go like, Bob Crew! And they run and he goes, no, hey, wait, you have to wait! And he chases after them across, outside, out, around the corner. Fuck. <laughs> Evelyn just shakes her head and um, she pulls a notepad out from her backpack and starts making a note about the Dean um, <laughs> not dealing with the people with the mask. <laughs> so as you start writing him up for like the 150th time. <laughs> and as our camera fades away from you, Evelyn, I'm just going to say this semester, you just have some random electives. You kind of all piled them together right. in a semester. You have your big class with Dr. Mamora, and that will take place next semester. So we'll wait on you for that. Yes. And as we fade away, our camera opens up on Zach Wilder. And Zach, as you're making your way over to your class, you look at your class sheet, and it is on no ordinary class number or anything like that. It's in a sub-basement of a sub-basement, like sub-basement D, room number 27, way at the back in the depths of the building. And after some getting lost and weaving through some pathways down this, like, very in the deep, deep basement of the science building, you find this room that just says very simply music for sleep therapy and it's this very simple gray door what do you do um <laughs> zach uh kicks down the door and says uh all right bitches who's ready to rock so as soon as you say that as if like a record like you're looking at this beautiful room zach it is it has these like the whole walls are these kind of wood panels that are attached to this white wall and a bunch of backlighting is happening, this soft yellow backlighting. The room is about only half lit and you see this double king-sized bed in the center oh. with like the fluffiest pillows that you can imagine. Like it looks like when you jump in, the whole bed just hugs you. And Zach, when you say that, about 10 people in lab coats all turn around and stare at you and... 
one face that you recognize turns red <laughs> as if they're all standing around him to hear his opinion the most. You're looking at none other than Johann von Boss. <laughs> and Johann goes, God damn. you have got to be shitting me. <laughs> at the exact same time, Zach says, you have got to be shitting me. <laughs> Zachary Wilder. Zach looks behind. Oh, Zachary, who, who's, who's that? Ah ha ha! You and your American jib jabs. Not funny. Oh, okay, Yo Honory. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> My name is not your no, no more jokes. Now, where, where were we? I was Zachary. You, we always arrive ten minutes early for my lecture about the history of music and how we can use it best to make people go sleepy sleeps. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I forgot. You are the total leading expert on how to make people sleep with music. Forgot about that. <laughs> and you notice that the rest of the box squad is there. Friedrich Dingelhoff gives you like a little wave. And Johan like smacks his hand away. No, Friedrich, we do not fraternize with the enemy. Uh, dude, you're fraternizing with me right now. In fact, if you fraternize with me anymore, you probably <laughs> should buy me dinner first. <laughs> Enough with this. Allow me. I don't think, Zachary, you have met the other esteemed members of the box squad. Allow me to meet your doom, my team. You know Friedrich Dingelhoff, of course. But you have not met Limburg Wolfgang, our oboe player. And you see someone with like sideburns more aggressive than they should be. <laughs> Gives you like a, a a very formal bow, and you say, and then we have a hop player, Greta Schnapps, Greta, and the ground shakes a little bit as Greta comes in, and she goes, I play hop. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. I bet you do. You will not be needing that silly instrument on your back, Zachary. Get rid of it. We do not need guitars here. Whoa, dude. Fuck that. Um, listen, man. Like, you got a harp. It's a string instrument. It's in the same family as the fucking axe of the Chandrian over here. That is a stupid name for an instrument. Do you think there's a better instrument that I could play? And you see Limber Wolfgang says, perhaps you could maybe play the triangle. <laughs> yes, that is very funny of Limburg. Very funny. But stop it! And, like, he stops laughing the moment. He goes, I am intrigued. Zachary, I think that we will give you a student today, and we will see just how good you do. And when the, um, when the funders of this program come today, they're going to visit and pick a new head, um, a new head conductor for the studies this year, and we will see just how impotent you really are. Okay, and when I win, I'll let you play the, uh... You know what? Fuck the triangle. You can play the square because it matches your personality. <laughs> I will lose when hell freezes over and schnitzel is not good. Well, I know at least one of those things is probably true. All right, I'm I'm sick of tire, uh, talking to you, dude. Uh, where where's the dude? Where's the dude that I gotta put to sleep with my magic tunes? Come to the back room, we will show you. And he leads you into the back room, Zach, and you see that it's kind of those classic double-sided window things that you're, you'll kind of be observing as people are sleeping. And there, there's like a little stage in the corner of this sleeping room where people do stand and play for the person. And basically they're trying to find the perfect song or the perfect music type and how it has effects on sleeping and things like that. 
and you see kind of opposite to your side, the double mirror. There's another double mirror, and Johan says, that is where the investors will sit. They will remain nameless for, and faceless for obvious reasons, and they will choose who the new head of the conductor of this experiment will be. Okay, sure. We will go first, just to show you what you really need to stand up for and make you sweat in your boots. <laughs> okay, I will sit here and pretend to be impressed. <laughs> this would blow your stupid, tiny American mind. Let's go! And he signals to his group, and the four, the, the three of them snap to attention, and they enter the sleeping room, and you see the, the there's like a red light that turns on a con, that opposite uh, double-sided window, as if whoever's in there is watching, ready to see how this goes. And the first person comes in, Johan goes, Allow the first person to come in, please! And you see a, um, uh, it looks to be like a, a third year enters and she's like, Hey, I'm really trying to put my narcolepsy to good use here. So let's see how this goes. I really hope that I can help you guys. And they put some nodes on her. She lays in the bed and Johan taps and he gives, he, you see, he starts conducting and Greta, her massive hands just play the harp beautifully. Zach, you've never heard more precise harp strings as she goes. And the oboe player, Limburg Wolfgang, does his job with beauty and grace. And uh, Friedrich Dingelhoff is kind of like looking back at you, Zach, through, through the thing and trying to like give you thumbs up while he's playing his flute. <laughs> and occasionally Johan will like smack his hand with his conducting baton as he's doing that. But they play a beautiful concerto. A third of the way through, this person is fast asleep. And as they work their way through this like 45 minute long concerto, it's just ridiculously <laughs> self-indulgent. As they crescendo to their very end, they've built this music to even slowly lull the person out of sleep. So as the music gets a little bit more loud and purposeful, you see the, the, the uh, female student uh, kind of wake up and go, wow, that was like the first really good full sleep I've had in years. Thank you, Johann von Boss. I'm going to buy all of your CDs. Naturally, Florline, now be gone with you. Send the next one in. And she runs off. And coming in next, Zag, Johan walks into the back room and goes, follow that, asshole. Okay, wow. <clears throat> I almost fell asleep there. Good job, buddy. Yeah, wow. That was that was exactly as, as wonderful as your music. Uh, nope, not wonderful. That's not the word. Hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Boring, yeah, boring, good. <laughs> Let me show you how it's done, man. You guys got one of those uh, one of those amps anywhere? There's one in the wall. Just plug it into the little. You, you'll see it on the stage. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And Zach, as you prepare, and you see that this little kind of um, wood paneling that's attached to the wall does, in fact, have all of these jacks for you to plug in. Perfect. Okay. Um, Zach is uh, going to plug the amp in, uh, turn it um, to about a seven, decide, nah, a little higher, and then turn it to max. <laughs> oh my and god. Zach, you hear Johan's voice over the speaker go, allow the next one in, please. And entering the room is a couple this time. And you know that's not uncommon for, for this study. They really try to get as many different sleep combinations as they can. This uh, young couple enter the room and you see that um, they're both wearing hive t-shirts. 
Yo. Hey. Yo, nice. dudes. Is this a study where like 10 dudes get to watch me sleep with my girlfriend or what? <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah, it, it, that might be the next study if you can uh, impress me. Oh my God, honey, is that Zach Wilder? Are are you are you Zach Wilder? Are you? Yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! This is a, honey, how lucky are we? Oh my God, this is insane, bro. I've I've always wanted to meet you, man. Look, we're waiting for your merch, dude. Fuck yeah! Oh, <laughs> that is like my third favorite T-shirt, man. What's your name, dude? Yo, my name is. Georg. Georg, dude. My mom's German, right? right? Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah, man. That's cool. It sounds more Austrian. I just watched Sound of the Music yesterday. It was fucking... <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, man. Movie. Yeah. Dude. Yo, we love Sound of Music, and I'm Carlini. Whoa. Sweet. I don't know what that name means, <laughs> but it's... It means beautiful flower of sunshine in ancient Gaelic. I bet it does, because that's totally uh -huh. you. We just really get each other, you know? Dude, like, I totally get it. Listen, uh, do you guys mind taking a, a, a seat or a lay? Whatever you're more, more comfortable with, dude. Oh my God, honey, Zach Wilder's gonna play. Oh, I, I, can I just say that we saw you when you kicked Johan Von Boss's butt oh, in that rock did. off at the party? <laughs> we saw that shit. Oh, you saw that? How embarrassing. And he kind of looks at the, the one-sided glass like, oops. That guy was a total chump. Johan von bitch, am I right? <laughs> Zach, you hear the snapping of the microphone kind of echo through the sound speaker as if he just crunched it in his hands. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> you guys got to hook me up to that Matrix shit or something? Like, I'm not I'm not sure how this works, really. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, if, if you want me to play you, like, uh, some sort of request, I, I think I can do that for you. And, like, uh, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm bit of a romantic love ballad sort of thing. I mean, hey, I, I don't think that we could tell you what, what to play. You're, you're amazing. How, how about this? How about this? Because we don't want to get you in trouble because I know people are watching. We're, we're, we're going to go lay down and you just do what you got to do because we're honestly, we're just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, right, sorry. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Sure thing, man. Yeah. Wait, he's going to he's going to walk up to Zach and Lily just get on both knees, grab his hand and just kiss it and go look up at him like a puppy dog and just go Rock my fucking world, bro. Dude. Okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. Uh, and Zach um, plays. Um, first, it's this one very, very loud monodrone, like, super chord that okay. kind of breaks down into... It's not quite music that he's playing. He's really tapping into just the soundscape of all this noise, almost like a white noise machine. Uh, and okay. then sort of plays on top of that, just like this uh, this almost hypnotic, uh, super high-pitched um, pattern, uh, finger pattern. And he's just going to start um, playing this song in this repetitive sort of way that kind of drones on and on and on. And as he's doing that, he's starting his, his sort of siren song. And he's, he's going to try that. That's a six and a three plus two is 11. Oh, Ooh, okay. So you start breaking off into this like, really? It, it, it sounds like what you're doing is essentially this kind of musical hypnosis. Exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So I'm going to say as you start playing, um, 
their room has been synced as well to kind of give lighting cues based on what's going on and it usually kind of does this delicate pulse to lull people to sleep but Zach yours is different you're kind of repeating pattern and, and how you want to play it you see that the lights start to kind of dance with you and, and seem to just kind of go with your flow and before you know it you've been playing for about 30 minutes Zach like you, you've just been playing and you see that by then the group the, the, the couple they have fallen asleep but you can see their eyelids you can see their kind of eyes under their eyelids moving back and forth really intensely so it doesn't it doesn't seem like they're doing a crazy deep sleep or anything can I try because they're wearing hive shirts I want to see if I can tap into what their like brains are doing and sort of play like the background music of their dreamscape yeah, go okay, for it. so I'm going to try a streaming roll. And that's a four, and a four plus two is ten. Okay, a stream. So, um, Owen, you can answer this question as well, so I'll, I'll, I'll let him know what he sees through your, your your partner's head, okay? Okay, um, wait, so which one was he tapping into, sorry? I, it's, it seems like both of us, right? Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. I'm just going to say you kind of see these green fields and we're both kind of running through in togas and you kind of see like it's almost like a weird music video with an ancient Greece theme um, but the weird thing is you're getting the same thing from both of us at the exact same time whoa they are in simpatico that, that's that's exactly what it feels like like they're in perfect sync dude <laughs> sweet okay um, yeah he's gonna he's gonna make those those hills sort of roll with the music and the, the sky is gonna turn from like a, a bluish, beautiful meadow tint to this sort of psychedelic look. So, so you're literally getting them tripped out on their dreams, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Zach, you, you focus on that and you turn this world into this like trippy mushroom induced, like, whoa, like Big Lebowski fucking cutaway scene where you're just like tripping balls and you see like the hills are rolling and they begin like swimming in the hills together and they're kind of like locked in this like embrace and, and the skies with like flowers are blooming from the clouds. And, Zach, when you hit your final chord, you see their eyes slowly flutter open and the female looks at uh, the male and goes, I have never been that high before in my life. That was, that was life changing. Zach, or Mr. Wilder, sorry, sorry. Are you, are you running this? Like, is this your, is this your calling, bro? Seriously, you need to be running this. Oh, yeah. do I? Huh. I mean, I never thought of that and as he looks to the, the one-sided glass again. <laughs> but yeah, now that you mention it, I think, I think I'm really meant for something like this. This is like, I've never gotten to sleep like this before. Do you have a comment card? Uh, yeah, here, here, man. Uh, wait, um, yo, um, Fiedrich. Yes! Uh, can I get a, a comment <laughs> card or some shit? Yes, of course, Zachary. And you see Friedrich run out and kind of like hobble along and like hand it to you and give you like a little high five. And you just hear, God damn it, Friedrich, from the back room as Friedrich run, runs back and comes to the back. Yeah, man, here's an extra one. It's got my name on it. And uh, uh, who am I making a, this out to? Oh, yeah. Uh, gay, it's like George without the E, right? Yeah, Georg and Cardellini. Cardellini. Yeah. Nice. Okay, here you go. Hey man, thanks for uh, thanks for supporting the uh, the industry, you know. It's the fucking hive, dude. 
you fucking rock. And she looks at the other room and she goes, excuse me, dudes who are funding this. This is the guy that you want. I've never had a sleep like that in my life. I've slept well, but I have, this is something incredibly different. This is, this is cutting edge shit. That was like a full ass coma, dude. Yeah. I was in there for like 15 years. Yep. I was better than ayahuasca. <laughs> better than ayahuasca. Dude, yeah. Listen, man, you guys are like fucking sympatico. I love it. Yeah, it's just the life, dude. You know what it's like, dude. You gotta seize the bull by its horns. <laughs> Yo, you're like, I think you're like speaking to my mind now. That's fucking sick. <laughs> right on, yeah. bro. So as they fill out the comment card, Zach, they 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 get up and and uh, th- she goes, "Well, honey, shall shall we go? We don't want to keep the star on us. I'm sure he's got a lot of other people that have trip out in their dreams." <laughs> oh, we will have to let the divine one go. We are so fortunate to have met you, Mister Zach Wilder. Please think of us in passing, occasionally. Dude, I will never forget you, George. <laughs> That's my new name now. That is my new name. I hereby christen myself George and Cardellini. Okay, see you, dudes. So as they leave, Zach, you see that on your comic card, it, it has like all exceeds expectations on it. But you also see that there's some scribbling on the back. Oh. <laughs> Usually I just rip up these uh, these invitations, but okay, he's gonna read it real uh, real thoroughly. And the back says exactly like what the rest of them have been saying. It's an invitation to a secret welcome mixer party that is toga-themed tonight. And you are told to meet in the north of the lake at the abandoned fishing hut. Toga-themed in an abandoned fishing hut. Fuck yeah. Oh, I missed this place. (laughs) And as the rest of the class unfolds, Zach, at the end, um, all of the conductors or the would-be conductors are kind of lined up. And you hear a voice on the other end through the other door saying, We have made our choices for who we will be supporting this year financially. Johan von Boss and his perfect sleep experiment. Yes! Yes, you American shit! I told you! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! And he gets like, like really like close in your face and they go, And... <laughs> And Johan freezes like fucking Hades does in Hercules. <laughs> and just turns and you hear Zach Wilder's Trip in Dreams funding. Whoa, Trip in... They even came up with a title for mine. That's fucking great. <laughs> There's never been two people. This is absurd. The decision is final, Mr. Von Boss. Thank you. And the red light turns off and Johan just turns back to you heavy breathing and goes... You will not finish this semester, you fucking joke. Well, dude, uh, I think I will finish the semester with some funding. So that's fucking great. I mean, if, if you don't want to come and, and work with me, uh, that's that's fine. The door's that way. We will see who wins this time. Come! And he walks away, and Wolfgang follows, and Greta follows. But little Friedrich, but li- little Friedrich does not. Johan stops and looks back and says, Friedrich, what are you doing? Friedrich goes, I think I would like to be on Zachary's team, please. Oh. <gasps> what? Friedrich? No, I, 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 it's nothing against you, Johan, but maybe try something new, right? And Johan just turns purple and says, You are dead to us. And spits in Friedrich's face and walks away. Dude, that's fucking rude. Uh, Zach's gonna take off his uh, his headband and and clean the spit off. Thank you, Zachary. I, I would like to join your your band if you are needing someone. 
Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate that. I kind of do need someone. I'm a little over my head. I don't know anything really about, like, you know, the written stuff, and I know that you're actually really good for that. Thank you, Zachary. Uh, listen, though, like, why are you still with them, man? They fucking, like, they suck. Like, I've, I've seen you play, dude. You have some fucking... You've got balls. Look at those things. Look at them dangle. Thank you, Zachary. Well, how about this? How about we show that Johan, as you say, von douchebag? <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah, um, first idea. Uh, I think I worked hard enough today. Um, do you know where I can get a toga? Oh, uh, yes. I, I, I actually have a collection of togas if you would like to look at mine. You have a collection of... Hey, listen, man, if you got a couple extra, you want to you wanna come with? I, I've got a super secret party, but... You know, I figured, Ooh. yeah, why don't you come? Thank you for the invitation, Zachary, but I I, I do actually have to uh, go to my, my... I have a night class that I study for self-confidence, so I have to go to that, but I will let you borrow my toga. Okay, dude, yeah, no pressure. Yeah, sure. Let's go toga shopping, yay! Well, not shopping, <laughs> but fashion toga show. Yeah, man, and listen, if you want self-confidence... Drop the... What's that instrument you play? The flute? Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe play a more, like, metal version of that. <gasps> what if I hook up a, a rock and roll synthesizer to it? Dude, yeah, that might work. Oh, okay, I will work on that tonight, too. Okay, uh, come with me, I'll show you the toga. And he grabs you and he drags you out of the class to show you the toga. Oh, and on that, our camera fades away from Zach. <laughs> Iris... You walk to the Humanities Building to the very top floor and you enter the Wine Not class and you see that in there is so many different varieties of grapes under all these jars and there's just, the whole place smells like distilling wine and there's even this massive distilling machine at the back and sitting in the front with a foot bath filled with wine with his feet in it is Cicero. Oh my God. <laughs> And Cicero's double fisting glasses of wine, and he goes, Come in! Please, come in! <gasps> Me? <laughs> Welcome to Wine Not. My name is Cicero, and I will be your enlightener this semester. Um, are, are you talking just, just to me? Uh, well, I mean, you're the first one here. Oh! Oh, she looks around. <laughs> oh, great! I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Hi, I'm Iris. Oh, uh, Iris, could you move, please? Everyone else is showing up. Hello, oh, everyone. Oh, oh, Hello. Oh. <laughs> My name is Cicero, and I will be the enlightener of this semester. You're all very welcome. Now, can anyone tell me why my feet are bathing in wine? Uh, Iris raises her hand. Yes. Hi, I'm Iris. Yes, um, Iris. I, um, maybe because, um, the grapes, um, like to cuddle feet. Okay. <laughs> Um, she's smiling. She thinks it's a good answer. Um, I guess she's had something to drink before, right, class? And everyone starts to laugh at you. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> she, like, looks around. <laughs> um, excuse me, sir. And putting her hand up is your old friend, Judy. <gasps> Judy smiles at you as if, like, I, I got your back. And she says, well, sir, actually, it's because in the Victorian times, people used to bathe in wine to for their health, but they would just get them drunk, really. That's about all it would do. Yes, that's correct. And it's working right now on my feet. <laughs> A plus for you today, Judy. Oh, uh, th thank you, sir. But I, I actually talked to Iris outside and she actually came up with it. She was just joking. So you should probably just give her the mark. And no. he goes, uh, uh, 
How about you both split the B then? You're lucky you caught me in a good mood. I taught this girl a little while ago and she had this weirdest arch enemy. They became best friends and I'm inspired by their friendship to say, you can both take this B. How about that? Oh. Okay. And Iris like scoots over next to Judy and goes, hi, Judy. Oh my God. You didn't have to do that. Oh, that's okay. I honestly have never had a glass of wine in my life. So do you mind if you drink for me in this class? Um, I, I'm kind of allergic to the sulfates. Oh my gosh, yes, I will do anything for you, Judy. You just saved my life. I was so scared. He just looked so menacing. And just the first thing that came out of my mouth was grapes cuddling feet. What's wrong with me? I, I mean, I, I thought it was a good answer. It was really creative. Okay, thanks. Well, okay. I, I, I got to take this class though, because I don't know, my parents are business people and they expect me to wine and dine their business partners. I don't know anything about wine because uh, I don't drink. Well, um, I will tell you everything that I taste in this wine. <laughs> In front of you all are 16 different variations of wine. <laughs> I expect you to all get a good gulp of them and say which ones you think they are by placing the appropriate card next to them. You may all begin now. You have 15 minutes. Go! <laughs> and Cicero waves his hand and he's holding like an hourglass and he tips it over. Um, okay, Judy, what does Cabernet Sauvignon mean? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's it, it sounds it sounds like some sort of like French chocolate, Mer but I don't think it's a chocolate. Merlot, Sauvignon Blanc. I don't know what these are. Okay, how about this? Um, let's just look at the card. And oh, and mine are different than yours, so we can't what? even just do it twice. Oh, you have to, uh, Iris. Iris, you're gonna have to drink all thirty-two of these. Oh my god. Oh no. The dream. Okay, um, okay, great. You know what? Let's just, um, okay, I'm gonna taste these, and the first, I'm gonna put the cards in front of me, and, um, I'm just gonna close my eyes and point to one. You must be drinking the wine, Cicero says as he walks by, and he says, don't try to get out of it, as his, like, red Whoa. feet stains c cover the ground as he walks Iris by. Iris takes, um, five of them, five of the glasses, and just pours them all into one and just chugs it down, because she's literally <gasps> so angry. <laughs> Oh my God. She's literally wow. so afraid of this guy right now. <laughs> oh my, someone's thirsty. Don't forget the cab sove. It's uh, I don't know which one that is. 1984, wonderful year. Which one's the cab sove, please? I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's that one. I think it's the sparkling white one. Okay, I'm just going to pour all these white ones together, okay? <laughs> just okay. Oh, okay. God. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> so, Iris, you've chugged at this point 10 glasses of wine. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, I, Iris, you at this point are considered uh, drunk. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to give you the condition drunk. So, it means that like every roll you do, you're going to have minus one on it. Awesome. <laughs> so good. As your world kind of begins to spin, and Cicero walks by and goes, well, um, it appears that between both of you, you've only had about a third of your drinks. Well, I mean, I guess I could fail you today. No! Look how, look how well Timmy's doing. And, 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 and you see, like, <laughs> Timmy's, like, swirling around his mouth. He goes, mm, he spits out, he goes, Gerst Wait, excuse me. What, why did he, why did he just spit out the, the wine? Oh, well, that's, you have to taste it and spit it out. I think what? it's a mighty waste, but don't tell anyone. Sometimes I drink out of the spit things if I need an extra <laughs> oh, bump. Oh, <laughs> Iris, like, holds back, like, vomit in her <laughs> That's only in desperate times, though, dear, when the checks don't come in. <laughs> okay, oh um, Judy, are you placing the cards? I'm just going to keep 
drinking and spitting out the wine and she just drinks it and like spits it out in the person in front of her. Whoa! Yeah, you just start, like, like spitting wine everywhere. So right now you're drunk, spitting wine all over the place. She doesn't know what she's doing. And, and Cicero at the end goes, all right, everyone, that's 15 minutes. Let's take a look. Now, Iris, I need you to roll for me um, plus cold to see how well you can hold this together. Oh, it's going to be not. I can tell you right now. Um, nope, that's a six. <laughs> Sorry, negative one. I forgot the negative you one. You are very visibly drunk. And he goes, okay, so please come to the front and explain what you think that you could do. Um, you two, since I saw you being such eager beavers, spitting and drinking, please come forward. And Judy and, and Iris, you, you go up and Iris, you're, you you take a, a get to get up and you instantly follow. Oh, 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 I'm so, whoa. <laughs> Your lips wow. are like stained purple. Um, hey, Judy, look, those are grapes right there. And the grapes are, 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 are you, you just hear like the grapes being like, we are from the vine of love. We hope one day to be turned to vinegar form. Oh, you guys are the best. Oh. Who are you talking to, dear? Wow, someone is very drunk. I can see. No one light a lighter near her breath, am I right? Ah. I did. The whole class know. laughs at you. And, and Iris, when you look, they're just like. She like, laughs at like, Does he have a desk? Yeah, he does. She, she, like, she just like puts her hands over her ears and runs underneath the desk. Spilling the mm. wine foot bath all over oh. the ground. <gasps> oh my gosh! Oh. Well, I we're am... gonna have to get this cleaned up. You know what? I'm sorry. What's your name again? I, I don't remember. No. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna call you No Name from now on. No Name. Um. Iris. <laughs> Iris. It's I'm. I'm Iris. Hi. I kind of like No Name more though. What? You know what? How about I come up with a different nickname for you every day? That's fun. <laughs> Oh it's my. a little improv lesson for me. Anyways, so for for now, Miss Drunk Under My Table, I, I'm going to recommend that you don't get as drunk next time and uh, don't spill my wine because don't make me go back to the spit bucket, please. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know. Um, Judy, did we, are we good? Can I? Oh yeah, I, I, I think, I think we failed today, Iris. I think that's safe to say. <gasps> I'm so Sorry, and just like still underneath the desk. <laughs> well, now that my whole bathtub of foot wine has been destroyed, class dismissed. I will see you all next time, and please, for homework, drink a bottle of Sauvignon in your mm. bathtub. Goodbye. And he <laughs> runs away and leaves the class, and everyone's like, "That's only been, it's only like ten minutes." Well, I guess, oh, okay. And the class kind of clears out. Uh, Iris just waits there and goes, "Hey, Judy." She's like uh, still underneath the desk. Yeah. Are they gone? Yeah, they're gone, Iris. I don't feel so good. We should we should get you some coffee. And Iris, I'm actually going to redcon something. Mm -hmm. You did also see at the bottom of your uh, uh, itinerary there that um, there was another message in coffee. Josh asked you to come in for a shift <laughs> today. Oh, so shit. She, she goes, why don't I get you some, why don't I get you some coffee? Do you have anywhere else to be today? Um, can you, wait. In one of these pockets is my itinerary. Hold on. And she like leaves through them and finds it in like her sock, like her wool, um, her wool leg warmers and pulls it out and goes, oh, oh no, I have to work. I have to go to Coffee Josh's right very soon. And I don't, I can't form words right now. 
Oh, okay, okay. Well, 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 well how about this? How about this? I'll give you a ride, and I'll, I'll explain to Coffee Josh everything that happened. Oh, okay, Judy, thank you so much. I'm gonna buy you a sheep. <laughs> okay, let's let's let, let's go, silly. <laughs> she just lets her carry, bring her wherever. As Judy helps Iris out of the Humanities Building towards Oakhaven for her shift, not knowing how this will turn out. The mystery of the other club and these unknown figures who keep showing up in the lives of our staff and students will continue next time on Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, as our camera fades away. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face to face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.